This is Marley Sue from Anna and the Apocalypse, and you're listening to Without Your Head. Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by writer-director Matthew Berg. Good to have you here. Hi. Producer Rocky Ramsey. So good. And their movie, Accomplice, is playing at Shriekfest coming up. So that's very cool. Very exciting. Are you both going to be there? I will be there. I'm going to do my best. I fly in that evening, so I'm going to try to... uh, at least stop by for a bit. Yeah. Have either of you seen Accomplice uh, with a cast with a crew with a cast with an audience yet? We have. I, okay, so I saw it. Actually, I did. I got to see it at Film Quest. It played with an audience, but Film Quest is very much a filmmakers festival. Shriek Fest is. I think there's a lot more um, attendees from outside the industry, so it'll be really interesting to see how it plays in front of a general audience. It's uh, Sunday, October 3rd at 2 p.m. Oh, nice. It's the day before my mother's birthday. Happy birthday to your mom. Yes. It's... <laughs> so uh, who did the effects? Because it's uh, really good effects in, uh, in Accomplice. Um, it was uh, it was Nick... Uh... Roney? Yeah, it was... What? Nick Roney? Yeah, Nick Roney. I, uh, it, w- it was a bit ago. I, fr- I had effects on a couple of my other projects, but I'm pretty sure for con- it was, this was Nick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Nick Roney. He did it. I, I did another project in between who someone else did the effects for it as well. So I was, I was getting confused between them. Yeah, no problem. I uh, yeah, but no, yeah, he was, he, he was awesome too. And like, you know, obviously creating a high concept sci-fi film with a, uh, 
short film budget is always tough. And he, he really did us a solid with that one. Oh yeah. Now, uh, had you two worked together before? No, we hadn't. This was gig. This was uh, our first thing together. Uh, Rocky, love to do it again. We'll do it again, man. <laughs> we will do it again. Uh, Rocky was, uh, we met when I was 17, my senior year of high school. And yeah. Rocky's like, he's like, he's like, I'm here to raise your standard. We're doing your first professional short. And I was like, do it. <laughs> Catalina Film Festival. My, uh, my film was screening there. It was called Mit, uh, Miscreant. And um, he was there. And um, we were there super early. And not a lot of, it, they were like just getting set up and stuff. And we didn't know what theater we were, uh, where that's for the horror uh, uh, screenings. Yeah. West and, asked, and then, yeah, we're, what's your name? What's up? Nice to meet you. And that was kind of... Well, you, well, no, you're, you're forgetting how we met. It was uh, your ring had the same symbol that I have tattooed on my back. Oh. And I was like, hey, I have that tattoo. And, and, you were, and you were like, what, this? I'm like, yeah. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we became good friends. And then I... Uh, why? I love that question <laughs> and then i uh then i, I an answer I, to the question yeah then i hit you up to just like catch up at uh the rainbow bar and grill after the festival and yeah then, we talked uh, about the movie yeah and then i was just telling i was trying to get your advice and then like all of a sudden civil war by guzzy roses came on we both just started just belting it out yeah and like, we need to work together <laughs> yeah it was cool yeah. he was uh he was talking about like you know how he he had a budget wanted to make this movie. And I was like, all right, you know, we're going to go through some, um, you know, uh, drafts in the scripts. And we did. And uh, he addressed all notes, super diligent, worked really fast. And uh, I brought on my crew and, uh, you know, my, my good friends. And that was it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell everyone, uh, you know, that's a big part of going to the festivals, though. You meet people that you can potentially, you know, work with. Yeah. You know, it's also great to see movies. And there's uh, for me, there's all, all kinds of pluses about going to the festivals. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. the uh, symbol, by the way, on the ring and, and the tattoo? Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, it, it's the uh, it was the eye of Providence. So he ha- so she's like, a, you know, it's a Freemason symbol, right, Rocky? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I have it, uh, my eye, it's mine's like my eyes closed on my back. Um, and then under it, instead of, you know, the Latin using like the $1 bill, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Simon and Garfunkel lyrics saying to the neon <laughs> God made. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's kind of like my own, like, I, I don't want get, to get too into it, but it's, it, it, it's a little bit my own, like uh, sense of individuality. Like I'm the only, only one who watches my own back. Like there's no one oh, else okay. watching out for me. Um, for me, it was just my grandpa's ring. Okay, and, I thought maybe one of you guys are Freemasons. I live by a Freemason lodge. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not a member, but yeah. yeah, it was my grandpa's ring. So, um, I actually learned what it was later when uh, when getting asked. I was like, I, you know, this is sentimental value. It was mm-hmm. passed down. I was like, you know, and I'm rocking this. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty you know, cool. So, well, I, I didn't expect you to be so young. And I, and I say that because uh, Accomplice, I would think, would be written by someone uh, older who had more life experience. And I, that's not a knock or anything. So I just wonder where, where the idea for it came from. So I actually, <laughs> I actually wrote a couple years before we shot it. So I wrote the first script 
the first draft of it when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I so I had just so I mean, at first of all, I thought I thought I always thought it'd be a cool idea, like oh, let's make a uh, you know, it'd be really interesting to see what what would someone do in the situation if they had to experience the memories of the person they the person they killed. Like, what would how would that change their perspective on a murder? In this case, you know, it's an accidental death, you know, a car crash. Uh, and I was, so I had two shoulder surgeries a year apart from uh, playing rugby. Great sport. Highly recommend it. Just don't. Just be careful. So many times. <laughs> be a little bit cautious. Um, you know, when you're 125 pounds, don't go running shoulder first into 350 pound dude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I, so when I, you know, when, when you have, you know, when you have surgery, you're like all doped up after. And, you know, I just, I, I like, there was like a moment I had where I, where I was, where I was, I just come out of surgery. I was on all these painkillers. I was still wearing off the anesthesia and I started just talking to myself and I can't remember what exactly, but, and like I said, I said a couple things and my mother was like, you just said some really personal stuff that <laughs> you shouldn't have said to like a whole warm room of doctors. But it was really interesting. Cause it was like, I felt like in that moment it was like two different people. And I was like, I was felt like I was talking with someone else who was like forcing me to admit things I had done wrong in the past obviously way less dramatic things than in the movie right, right, right. but it, it but it was like this weird moment where it was like us, yeah. it was a it was a weird trippy kafka-esque moment uh, <laughs> and uh and uh, and i and i remember then also later on a couple months later hearing about how persona was inspired his persona the igmar bergman film was, was inspired by igmar bergman's uh time in the hospital dealing with vertigo and basically feeling like he was like, like, you know, this out of body experience where he felt like he was like two different people. And, and I was like, why? I'm like, he made that movie with, you know, due to his experience with health issues. Like I like, screw it. I'm going to make my shoulder surgeries worth something. I want to make a movie about someone, you know, forced to confront the dark, you know, the darkest parts them, themselves right after coming out of surgery. Uh, and then, you know, I went through multiple drafts, you know, make it a little more coherent um there, there was there's some confusing drafts in there i uh, i learned a lot <laughs> trying to create a, a high like high concept like trippy sci-fi film that would only last 12 minutes uh it was it was a lot to pack in there uh but then also too this you know this didn't really inspire the story but while i was trying to get this film funded you know it took me like four years to get all to get not well not, not four years two years to get all the money um i had, I got diagnosed with this really rare condition called a status migraine, which is a migraine that won't go away. And so I, I, I basically had like flashing lights, severe nausea, vertigo, insomnia, um, the severe, the severe throbbing pain in my head for months on end. I mean, imagine being hungover and never getting out of it <laughs> and it lasts for about six months. And a lot of the way I rewrote the script and, sh- and the way I shot the film was really inspired by that. Like I, like I kept telling DP, I'm like, migraine, migraine, migraine. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, brighter lights, flashing lights, like the scene in the bathroom. Um, like, let's, let's go handheld. Let's make, us, let's make the audience feel like we have vertigo. We're going to go, you know, we're going to move around with the camera. We're not going to keep it on sticks. Like, I, you know, I want this to feel very chaotic, same way it felt in my head. And it was really interesting when we had an audition, one of the actors said, he said, the thing he related to most in the script is reminded him when he was a kid of the terrible migraines he would get and how he was just screaming, get it out, get it out, get it out. Because that's what it feels like. Weight in your head, and it's like, and get the hell out. Um, and so that that really shaped a lot of the direction of the film, even though thematically it didn't really have that much to do with it. 
But um, I think that's a good story, though, that um, you took a you know terrible experience and at least you know something good came out of it. Yeah, I, I try to do that with uh, <laughs> with with everything. Every time I ever like, you, you know, um, there's a one of my favorite books is Man's Search for Meaning, which is a Viktor Frankl book. It's about his time in as a Jew in a concentration camp and how he had to find meaning in his suffering. And so the way he found meaning was that he was because of his experience, he was able to write a psychology book from a very unique perspective, um, analyzing both the inmates and the Nazi guards. And it ended up making him this world-renowned psychologist and author. And so he, that's how he found meaning in his experience during the Holocaust. And so whenever I have, have had, had any suffering in my life, I've tried to turn it into a story because it's, it's just cathartic for me. And I feel like there's, there was a purpose to that suffering I went through. Yeah, wow. Well, I feel bad wishing you, um, you know, future movies and stuff because it might... <laughs> mean that you have to go through more suffering for these to, these to happen. <laughs> but I don't want to say it's your life. I hope it's your last film or something. But no, but, you know, I'll, I'll coincide. That's, that's very interesting. Uh, Rocky, now, did you say that you saw, did Matt, did you say you had a film at the festival when you guys met? So he didn't have one. I did. You did. Right. And um, he was just uh, confused on which theater was screening what. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what was where we were screening because you know addresses get it gets a little sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little convoluted. Um, but um, uh, yeah, he he was like, "What what do you have here? I have this." And then uh, the next day, uh, I brought my one of my actors. He came with me, Bobby C King, and we took the ferry. We went to we got to Catalina. And then we went to the VIP area and there was Matt and then we got, we chatted some more and everything. And then, uh, um, me and Bobby both didn't know he was, he was young and in high school, we were talking to him like a normal guy, right, right. Like, just a grown man. Right. And, um, uh, we were with, uh, the, one of the coordinators was there and we were all kind of chatting and, uh, the conversation was good. And then, uh, he goes, I want to send you a script said well I'll, I'll be i'll be waiting by the phone you know yeah. and uh, that was that was it so that's kind of how this whole this whole thing started yeah so i'm uh, at you said uh you were in high school and stuff uh did you go to uh college to uh to become a filmmaker or is this more something you self-taught so um actually something rocky didn't mention is i didn't have a film playing there but i had another student film playing on the oh, festival okay. circuit as well um that, oh, you got, uh, did that year yeah, yeah, it played. Uh, it played in. I mean, it played in high school shorts blocks. So it played in the high school shorts block at Cinequest, which was really cool. Um, it won at Idlewild. Uh, it played. It played a few cool festivals in the in the student shorts blocks. But uh, to answer your question, so I we made accomplice when I was like we were playing to shoot when I was my senior year of high school. We ended up having to push the shoot, so we shot it the summer after my senior year of high school. Um, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm technically enrolled in school right now, but I have not gone to a single semester in person. I keep having to take off semesters and defer just because I I keep getting, so like I did accomplice then I'm like, okay, time to go back to school. Then all of a sudden someone else came to me with a fully financed project. They were like, direct this for us. And then I was writing, directing that. And then that ended up getting me more opportunities. And that got me this, uh, this gig working as a isn't a producer on a Sony movie to get more experience being on a bigger set. So that's actually what I'm doing right now. Um, so I, 
not not to I, talk you out of going to school or anything, but I would think you know on on set experience is probably more. Uh, it's probably a better education. Uh, you, you know, it's, from what I from what I know, you've been you've been on set and doing some shadowing work and um, you know going from friend sets to other friend sets and stuff. That's what uh, what we've chatted about, which is yeah. super helpful. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been trying to um, just, you know, with uh, with COVID, it makes it very hard. It makes it very hard to get in the red zone right now. Like I was supposed to like I was supposed to shadow like a, a very big director um, before the pandemic happened. And like he's like one of like he's one of my favorite directors in his prime right now. And I was I was super excited. I was very shocked. He said yes. And then uh, COVID happened. And I haven't heard from <laughs> heard from him since. Yeah. Uh, I, I think his project got shut down, but it's it's unfortunate. Uh, but I I got lucky um, for this Sony movie. They agreed to just make me the producer's assistant, so they could still get me on as an essential person. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, something that stood out and accomplished to me is uh, the lighting. Um, looks great, very professional, and I also like uh, the different uh, film for the for the memories. Was that a shot on film or like Super 8? Yeah, it was shot on Super 8, correct. And I I actually didn't even, you know, going into it, I, you know, I wanted the Super 8 camera uh, because I, I wanted to have a different feel um, from, you know, the, the present moments. And obviously it has that very much like, it has a much warmer tone to it as well. Film, I mean, digital, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, most things are shot on digital. It makes it way easier to get great performances out of people because you can do take after take. And you don't have to worry about running out of film. But at the end of the day, film is a much warmer medium. Uh, digital, there is a certain... When I think of something digital, I think it's, it, there's more of a cold tone to it, um, which I thought really fit the, the present day well. But for the past, I wanted, I wanted these really warm, familial you know, tones, not only you know, in the colors and the lighting, but also just in you know, the grain. Uh, and I wanted to feel like you know, we, were, we were watching, this could be like my family's home videos type of feel to it. Um, and I, and I, I didn't even realize like how amazing Super 8 looks when you get it professionally colored. It's yeah, it totally worked in the film. I thought. Oh yeah. Yeah, and my my favorite scene in the entire movie was one of the Super 8 moments. It was when he was, you know, talking to his son about where his you know where his grandfather went when he died. Uh, uh, Rocky, um, what's your background in, in film? How did you get involved? Um, an accomplice, but in, in, in filmmaking in general. So I went to USC for film. Uh, I was in the production school and um, uh, that was that. I started doing stunts, a lot of like uh, a lot of driving and uh, motocross and skydive shit. I got hurt a whole bunch and um, something you guys share. (laughs) I did. I did a lot of that. Uh, Basically, uh, you know, anything to scare mom, you know what I mean? So, um, So um, that kind of got me after I got hurt, tore my ACL and just about every other ligament in my knee. Um, Didn't get a concussion that time, which was rad. Uh, That was in a motocross accident and decided, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. This sucks. You know, constantly on the couch watching everyone do their thing. And I, I had a bunch of scripts written and I said, you know what? I'm moving to L.A. And I'm going to direct this picture. And I did. And I did well. And that's when, uh, that's, that's actually one of the festivals is where Matt and I met. Mm-hmm. So, 
What was yeah. the film, by the way, that you directed? It was called Miscreant. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. I'm sorry. Is that uh, available now anywhere? Like, can people watch yeah, it's it? it's on YouTube. Um, actually, the script was at Shriekfest. Um, it wasn't quite finished being made yet when we submitted, I'm pretty sure. But um, we're still in the editing process. But the script got, got submitted to Shriekfest that, that year. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And um, I also saw, Mark, your other film, Mar- Marked. Mark, I saw Mark, but yeah, it was, uh, I love Mark. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. No, Mark was, uh, I kind of, you know, I, I love Accomplice, but I took everything I felt that was wrong with Accomplice. Dad, I'm sorry. I just called you Mark, but go on. Oh, no, <laughs> no worries. Uh, I, and everything I felt was, uh, you know, I mean, I, again, I love Accomplice, but everything I felt I did poorly on that or the, you know, the, when the, you know, I, I took everything I learned, my experience being on set everything I learned from things I didn't like with the finished product. And I, I, my goal was to improve all that with doing marked. And also I wanted to do a film where, cause accomplice, there's a lot of producing, right? I mean, you know, Rocky dealt with it like a champ, but it would, cause I mean, we were literally, I mean, Rocky more than I was, we were literally climbing through barbed wire. I, I mean that literally <laughs> to hang the fernie pads. Um, and it was, it was multiple budget for, for extra, uh, extra crew to do those builds. So, <laughs> and we were, you know, I was, you know, rewriting in my head while we were shooting. So we just didn't have like, it was, I, I was big. Rocky was like, we don't have time to shoot this much. And I'm just like, no, no. And then I was like, we don't. <laughs> and so it was, it was, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, so my next film, like I am making a room with just two people talking in a room in, you know, the most Matthew way I know how, where it is the most, you know, get, goes to insane lens with two people just talking in a room. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I love that new one. And I actually just got today, I mean, it's going to be upside down on the camera. I got, so, you know, obviously it's about Russian tattoos. Mm-hmm. And so I got the title in Russian. Oh, that's yeah, pretty sweet. A tattoo artist um, who did all our tattooing in the movie, tattooed it for me today to commemorate oh, our experience oh, nice. on it a year later. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, go, go on, Matt got a, Right when Matt turned 18, he got tossed into the lions basically that was really how it went for ah stop calling me that's basically how it went for uh for accomplice it, it, it was a weird experience my 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 p or, or uh, ppa was 40 and you know i was 18 <laughs> and i was just like i've never like i i've i've never you know i've never told an adult what to do i mean like I, i've talked with actors before i've told actors what to do yeah that's actually a good point i didn't think about that you know being a young guy and you're directing you know adults and then in mark you're directing eric roberts who's you know a veteran actor is, is that a weird experience so um you know i've always had a special relationship with actors um that so that's never been a weird experience with me uh, i've always been you know i've always been a very sensitive kid and i've always been someone you know able to really talk about emotions. And when I say talk, talk about emotions, I don't, I don't mean result-oriented direction. I don't mean like, you know, play it sad. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, to really dig into, you know, what is going on in the character, what they want and, and you know, try and almost like, you know, almost like a psychologist, you know, coax out what's really going on in their heads and what's really going on in their life and really going on in that scene. Um, it's ne- that's, that's never really been intimidating to me at all from the time I was a, you know, I was, I was a little kid. Uh, but, you know, working with, you know, crew members who, you know, they know how to do all the technical things better than you do. And you having to like, understand I that so. day, <laughs> <laughs> and at, you, are, you have to understand at the end of the day that you still have to be their boss and you still have to, in the most respectful way possible, still 
you know, hold yourself in a way you can still command respect and people will still respect you on set. That was, um, you know, there was a two day learning curve on that where I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, the first two days I like, I felt like an intern on my own set, you know, for the first two days, you know, everything with the actors was going super well. When I was talking to crew members, like I was asking them too many questions about like, how do they do this? How do you do that? And I, I eventually I had to get, I had to get out of that intern mode and really be like, okay, I'm the director. I'm the boss. You know, I'm the captain on set. Um, you know, I, li- I, I, I let the producer tell me what to do and everyone else has, to, you know, is it should just be questions to me that I'm answering. I should, it should be the other way around. Yeah. But so, yeah, it was definitely a learning experience and everything I felt weird about in that situation on accomplice. Um, I did not have that issue at all with marked. Uh, now a bunch of those crew members are like some of my best friends, like Powell Robinson, who DP'd both marked and accomplice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, Mark, <laughs> is that playing anywhere uh, or, or is it too, too new? Yeah. So it's just starting to go on its festival run. Um, it played at LA shorts, but uh, coming up, it's playing a beyond fest in LA, you know, it, which is an awesome festival. It's the most attended genre festival in the U S I believe. So it's playing there on either October 9th or October 10th. They haven't told us yet. Um, it's playing at Chicago film festival. I was super excited to get in there. Um, that's a, sick one it's playing at mill valley the same day that dune is playing there that denise oh, wow. is presenting so i'm super excited to be able to go from my film straight to dune, yeah, which is also an official election like it's, it's so interesting to watch their festival trailer because it's like the it's because it's like you're you know it's your normal like drama and art house you know independent cinema and all of a sudden it's just like spaceships and fighting because <laughs> all the little inserts from dune in the festival trailer right. uh and then it's going back to film quest which is i if you have a chance to submit the film quest, please do. I, I beg of you. It's, it's such an amazing festival. I, I made, I say like five lifelong friends there in one weekend. It's, it's great. I, I, I can't recommend, I, I can't recommend it more than enough. Um, it's a great festival. Uh, and it's playing at uh, Cinefest Sudbury in Canada coming up as well. It That's was cool. a semi-finalist at Rhode Island. So oh, it's right near me. I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's actually playing at Scene Film Festival there. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, nice, man. What time is it over there? Uh, it's almost 11. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Night Owl. There you go. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. We're staying up late for the interviews. That's cool. I got one actress this that's in Australia, and it was like 14 hours ahead the next day. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's a weird. But but that's very cool. And uh, um, where, where can you guys like, where can people follow you guys to see where your stuff's uh, going to be playing and what you guys are up to? Uh, for me, it's, I mostly post on Instagram. So if you want to follow me, it's Matthew underscore a underscore Berg, like my name. Um, yeah, follow not me Mark. there. Post, yeah. What? Not, not Mark. Yeah. Not Mark. Not Mark. Um, it, I mean, it is, there is marked in my bio, you know, for upcoming films, but, but, uh, but no, no, Matthew. <laughs> Yeah, for uh, Instagram, it's Rocky Ramsey three, the number three, um, and for YouTube, it's Roughneck Film Productions. That's my company. So, and are you a horror movie fan? You said, yeah, uh, you know, your film was in the horror block. Uh, it was. It, it was more more thriller, crime thriller, but uh, it's it's stuck in a lot of those. Uh, uh, film That's the cool thing about the festivals is a lot of the stuff doesn't necessarily fit in any genre or fits in several genres so. yeah that actually my my first one uh, for miscreant it went to 60 fe- uh, festivals and, and uh, that's where i really i learned that uh, i was like wow 
all right, so it's not quite horror, but it's going into this horror program with like an alien, like ripping out a Adam's apple. <laughs> but you know, like there was a lot of gore in that film yeah. block. My film was like right there, and it's not it's not gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was uh, uh, it was a cool experience to see how how everything can get programmed, how everything can get structured and stuff. Yeah, it was nice. How about yourself, Matthew? Are you a horror movie fan or? If yeah, not, fine. I, I'm not gonna hang up on. No, you. no, no, no. no. I, I, I am. You know, not like you know, not like Powell. Like our DP Powell is. You know, he's uh, he, he likes. You know, he refuses to watch. He, he refused to watch Goodfellas, but instead, you know, no, that's actually my favorite movie. He'll put on. You know, he'll put on like a. Uh, you know, like a. You know, a horror. He'll love a horror movie that has like a two on IMDb. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I do like horror. Um, you know. For me, it's, I like more character and horror films, and and I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sound like such a poser right now. But I'm like, you know, The Exorcist is my favorite horror film. That's a great movie. Um, it's hard to beat it. I think it's a perfect great film. Great book too. I just read the book for the first time. It's a it's a great film. Um, but you know, I also the thing I like about horror too is that you can, it, it's is you a lot of times you can see yourself in the characters, and it's just exaggerated things that you've ex, of things you've experienced. Like for example, Roommate Wanted, which is a film. I was looking at it's coming up at Treat Fest. It's the final film playing for the award ceremony. I'm super excited to see because, you know, I had an awful roommate who did some creepy, weird <laughs> stuff. And like, I, I'm excited to see exactly what they come up with because he left, you know, a bottle of urine in my room. So, oh, so like, I heard that he hid for a week. So, like, I really want to see how, how, how insane their, their stuff gets. <laughs> You're going like, to watch me like, oh, for this, for this guy is a shame compared to my old roommate. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Dives in my underwear drawer, like, uh, he, and and the worst part was I've been best friends with him since middle school. So like, wasn't <laughs> by myself. Like, well, I thought you were gonna say I've been friend, best friends with him since then. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Uh, our, our relationship, we we have a love hate relationship. He he loves me and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's I, not Rocky. You're not the roommate. No, 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 no. not just yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't scare me like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. I uh, hope people check out Accomplice at, uh, at Shriekfest and Mark at uh, Future Things. And uh, Rocky, are you working on anything uh, coming out? Yeah, uh, I have some commercials that are going to be coming out. Um, I can't, can't talk about those too much. And a TV show that I'm working on. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so we're working on getting that one out to Hulu right now. And we'll, uh, we'll see what sticks. So, um, yeah. That's very exciting. Some fun projects. Yeah. See, and, uh, there's also Birdcage, which is the a feature version of Miscreant, which is the short film that I did. And we're also working on that one to, to adapt and to actually finalize it and make it into a, a low-budget feature. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that anything you'd be interested in accomplice or, or to, you know, to expand it? Expand? Yeah, I think there's room, man. It can be done. <laughs> there's 100% room. Um, like, if look, if the right people came along i we would 100 percent do it you, you know, want to do it yeah if, if the right people came along if the right people came along you know my, my pitch is you know it's it's you know you know the guy the guy realizes you know but i think it'd be i think it'd definitely be more of like a noir like thriller-esque movie i think we did as a feature like i think it would i think like i was thinking like you know opening opening scene guy wakes wakes up to a wakes up next to a dead body doesn't remember how he got there goes home but he realizes the home he remembers is not his home and then he you know he t- it takes until like 15 pages 12 15 pages in before he realizes that the memories he has of the person he killed not himself not his own and he has to figure out why he killed him using this guy's memories like something like that i think would be a much more intriguing uh 
concept we would do it as a feature. It's fucking twisted and I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, this has been really cool to talk to both of you and I uh, hope we, we can do it again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, thank you again for having us on the show. And Hell yeah. I appreciate being here. Very cool. Yeah. And remember, uh, Comps cool. is playing October 3rd at 2 p.m. at Shriekfest. Awesome. Yeah. And my uh, co-host who couldn't be here tonight, uh, Trista, she may be there. She's in L.A., so uh, hopefully she uh, can make it. Cool. Awesome. It was great meeting you. You as well. Thanks, right. guys. Yeah. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. Okay.